Maria Daniels here with Successfully Chaotic, and I have a special guest here today that I'm super excited for you all to meet. Um, we had a chat earlier, I don't know, it's been about a month ago or so, and she has a super amazing personality, and I knew all of my listeners would just love her as much as I do. So I'm going to go ahead and let her just dive in and introduce herself, and then we'll just start chatting. Hello, everyone. I am Danielle Reinhardt. Um, I am a wife mom of two. Um, I have a marketing, advertising, sales, I've done it all, <laughs> background financial, um, and am now in the network marketing industry in clothing, fashion. And so I am super excited to be here and talk with you guys today. That's awesome. So yeah, I think I talk to a lot of moms. Um, it just happens. Not everybody I talk to is mom, but a lot of them, it just happens to be moms. It's like they hear that I have like a thousand kids and they're like, oh, you'll understand. So they just like gravitate towards me. And it's funny that a lot of the women that I speak with um, who are mothers, they have a very colorful background. You know, they have they have all these things that they've done and tried because for the people that are listening that don't have kids, I love my kids to death, but it definitely like I feel like my brain Swiss cheese like like all the time because it's like you get this plan, you're like, yeah, this is gonna work. I'm gonna do this, 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 and then something happens with the kids or with your life. And it's tip not always, but it's typically the moms that are the ones that are kind of having to change. And so I feel like I've lived approximately four thousand lifetimes and in my 40 years because because it's been like, oh, okay, that's not going to work because of ABC. So I guess I'm going to hop over here and try this, you know, because you're always having to be flexible when you have kids. So can you tell us, you said you mentioned that you had a background in, you know, marketing and some other, you know, finances and some other things. What, you know, made you decide, you know what, network marketing's for me, and especially fashion, that's a different world. Right. So can you kind of walk us through how that happened? So I am somebody who always follows my heart um, and my heart, my gut, God, however you want to call it. Um, but I am somebody who is always true to that. And I'm very loyal, loyal to a fault sometimes. But I started out um, when I was in college, I started selling knives and um, for a company called Cutco, amazing company, by the way, if you have anybody in your family that ever has a chance to do that, I highly recommend it. It taught me so many life lessons. Um, and they typically focus on younger, younger adults, usually college age kids that sell that. Um, but it got me into the sales and I, and I decided that sales um, was something that sounded super interesting to me because it was about helping people. And, um, you know, when I was in advertising, it was advertising sales. So I was selling advertising and I was helping small businesses. Um, when I started, I was selling television, but it was cable. And so um, I was able to, you know, I would go out to these locations. I would find out all about their businesses and um, help them grow. And that was really rewarding to me. Um, I loved that. And it taught me um, a lot about a lot of different things. And so I think that kind of paved the way for me to be able to kind of do what I wanted with that from there. And I did, I did stay in sales. I went on to radio sales. I, um, I grew to a place where I was in a corporation and it was very, and again, I'm all about following my heart and I was just not having fun anymore. And so it had me leave that industry and go to a whole new one. And I did actually go to the clothing industry then. Um, I was selling custom clothing and it was going into um, typically people's offices, sometimes their homes and helping them with finding, you know, people that people that never were able to find clothing that fits them um, was was great because those people absolutely loved it. But then everyone, you know, when you look good, you feel good. Right. And so you tend to have a different attitude um, and um, just feel better about yourself. It makes you better in all areas of your life. Um, and so, and so I loved that, but again, my heart wasn't fully in it. It was a lot of detail, um, that I, that I didn't like. And so I then went into finances. <laughs> so I was doing financial education, again, helping people, um, really teaching them about their finances and how they work and what works with that works for them, how to be fully protected um, and just how to set themselves up properly before they even worried about 
retirement planning or stock buying or anything like that, just to have a solid foundation. Um, and the um, abundance mentality kind of really comes into play when you're talking about that. And I feel like I'm getting totally off topic, but no, not uh, at all. Okay, great. So, so I then had a baby. And um, when that happened, I was like, okay, I, my heart was at home, you know, and I decided I have to stay home. And so I went to my company, I loved what they were doing, I loved everything about it. And I told them, you know, here, I have an idea, I would like to go part time and become your marketing person. And because I had done all that in advertising, that totally, and I, they didn't have a website, they didn't have anything. So I really um, went part time, was able to stay home with the kiddos, or with one kid at that time, I should say, but um, I was happy. I was super happy because I was did do both worlds and I was able to do it, you know, pretty well. But then I had baby two. So then I had two girls and, you know, a two and a half year old and an infant. And I decided, you know what, my heart is at home and I and I need to stay home. And so I did that. Um, I, I left my career, my career. I'm one of those people who my career has pretty much defined me up until that point. And um I, I love my children and I pour everything into them, but it wasn't until really until, um, the pandemic hit that I really realized that I was missing a big piece of myself and I'm a people person and I like going out into public. And, um, when I wasn't able to do that, um, I, I went to a dark place and I'm not a dark person and I've never gone to that place before and I don't ever want to go back. And um, when I did, um, I just, I wasn't, I just wasn't happy. I didn't know even that I, you know, I didn't know what was wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't know what was wrong with me at all. Like I felt like I wasn't feeling anything anymore. I wasn't good for my kids. I wasn't good for my husband. I wasn't good for myself. I just, you know, I was focused on COVID politics, you know, and, and I, I hated it. I hate, I hate the drama of it all. I don't like the polarizing. Um, I don't, you know, I may vote a certain way, but I never pick a side. I'm always open to seeing both sides. And I think that comes from, again, my background of sales and being able to listen and pivot. But um, I feel like that is the way that you can bring people together is by, you know, listening to both sides. And I found this, this opportunity came my way. Um, I was like, oh, good Lord, that's the last thing I need. I'm about to have to teach a kindergartner and a second grader from a computer screen. And, you know, I am not a teacher. And how in the heck is a kindergartner going to learn on Zoom um, or Google Meets or whatever it was, Google Classroom? And I was like, I do not need to add anything else to my plate. But, <laughs> but God, right? Like, so I look at this opportunity and it sounds right up my alley. Um, it's one of those things that just checks all of my boxes. It is, it's in fashion, which I love. I have now, you know, I'm staying at home. So I'm always in athleisure. It was in the fitness. Mostly um, we do a lot more than just athleisure, but it was in that space where we were focused. Um, it was a brand new idea in an industry that, you know, can be very lucrative. And it was a brand new company. And that opportunity that I saw there was like, huh, and they just had a genius marketing plan where they launch new clothes every single week. And um, I loved the mission and the heart of the company. They seemed very genuine to me. And it was one of those things that seemed too good to be true at the time. But I went ahead and just leapt in. And I had no idea that it was going to completely change my life. Um, you know, the um, the industry is is very much determined by you. You know, you create your own business, you start your own business and you're, you know, it's up to you to make it work. And so personal development is kind of where you have to start um, in the network marketing industry. And if you are in a bad place, 
you know, it's not, it's not going to be very good for you. So, but I was super lucky that everybody in that industry, because it is like that, um, they're already in a good, good place. And so they were able to pour into me and take me out of where I was and put me into a whole nother place. My husband was like, whoa, you're back. You know, um, it was like a huge, a huge change in my life and um, something I will forever be grateful for because, you know, and uh, like I said, I, I feel like God had a hand in that for sure, putting this opportunity in my plate at the right time. And um, it's been such a blessing to me. So that was a super long winded answer. No, I think it was perfect. And, you know, I was making notes here of stuff um, because I wanted to ask a couple questions related to that, because I think you're speaking a lot of people's journey. I mean, maybe a few details different, but, you know, I know as a mom, and I know to other from other moms I've also spoken with, when you have kids, obviously, like you mentioned, everything becomes about the kids, you know, your kids and your significant other. And, you know, whatever's left at the end of the day is for you. And a lot of days, there's nothing left. <laughs> and when that compounds day after day after day, I think a lot of moms do lose their identity. They lose themselves because you mentioned that, you know, before you had kids, you were very much about your job and you loved this and you loved that. And you were mentioning all the things that you loved. And then once you had the kids, it kind of, it kind of switched and whatever was left over the other day was Danielle's. And I think that is most mom's stories. And, it, and it's one of those mm-hmm. things now you never set out for that to happen. And you don't even realize that it's happening until it happens. Right. You know, and then because I, I mean, I've been there. I've been exactly there, you know, having seven kids, having one special needs. There was n- never any, uh, you know, any time left over for me. And I had to start making that a priority. And that's hard because you feel guilty. You get that mom guilt. It's like, oh, I shouldn't do that because of the kids. Oh, I shouldn't do that because of the kids. But the thing is, and I mean, you see the memes, you see the things, you know, don't pour from an empty cup and all these things. It's not that I never had seen them before. <laughs> I just didn't really let it sink in about how important it was you know, right. until it, well, I was in a dark place, the same thing. And I think that is a catalyst for so many moms. It's kind of a wake up call that when nothing brings you joy anymore, you know, there's something wrong. And by that point though, it's so hard to get out of it. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. So I, you know, I love that you're sharing this story. I think it's so important, you know, for those new moms, especially that haven't quite got to the dark place yet. They're still in the glow of happiness. Yeah. And- new motherhood. It is fabulous. And and motherhood's fabulous. Oh yeah. There is the other side of it that I don't think gets talked about enough because it's almost like we're embarrassed to feel that way, but we shouldn't be because, you know, just because you have, you know, a husband or a, you know, significant other, and just because you have children, whether you've given birth to them, adopted them, whatever, you know, just because you have this extended part of you should not mean that you lose your, your identity. It shouldn't Mm -hmm. mean that you're giving, you know, we always say I would give all to my children. And that's great. It's not that I wouldn't. I would literally lay down my life for my kids. But right. that doesn't mean that I have to martyr myself all day long because of all the little things. That means okay. if something was going to happen that was, you know, going to save their life, you better believe I'd be out there giving my life. But that doesn't mean that I have to not get enough sleep so they can do this or not do, you know, not eat a warm dinner because of this. You know, the little martyrdoms, martyrdoms that we put ourselves through with no real return not really, if you really think about it, you know, is, is kind of ridiculous that, but it's kind of like this unspoken rule to mothers. And I love that you're being so real and vulnerable on that. And I love that you found a way to kind of dig out of that. And one of the questions I wrote down was, you know, there is this, this flavor with network marketing. It's like this negative, like, Oh, you're with network marketing. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You're you're with that. You're with the MLM. Mm. Yeah. You know, and so it's like we all have that kind of like, oh, it's like you mentioned, you you thought it was too good to be true. But here's the thing with that. Number one, I hear, well, it's a pyramid scheme. Technically, if you look at any business out there, <laughs> it is in the form of a pyramid. It just it is. There's somebody at the top and there's people that's working down under. Mm-hmm. And there's very terrible, dirty ways of doing that. And then there's ways that that's just the way that things are set up. And it's just how it is. And, you know, there's benefits to that to the people that are, you know, in the lower tiers of the pyramid, if it's you know structured correctly and it's not a dirty deal, because you're not having to risk, you don't have the risk involved on starting an entire corporation because there's risks involved owning a business. There are, it's just the way it goes. So there's there's pluses and minuses. So I wanted to kind of note that because you see it all the time. Oh, you know, it's just this negative like flavor in people's mouth. And yeah. 
I just wondered if number one, you had that when somebody first mentioned when you're like, oh, I I did. like me. Eh. <laughs> I and I, I mean, so that's the question. Number one, question number two is I really want you to touch into how you got out of that negative kind of mindset with, you know, it being a, you know, network marketing company. And number three, I just want to make a statement to say, the fact that it helped you come out of a dark place right there, it doesn't matter, you know, how somebody feels about an MLM. That right there shows that I think that's why so many moms do get into it. It's, it's a way to capture a part of their identity and do something, you know. So anyway, there's the one, two and three. I'll let you talk. Yeah. So <laughs> I definitely absolutely had that kind of um icky feeling like I know yeah. I knew it wasn't a pyramid scheme like there are there were companies like it's it's so regulated now it that is. that can't even exist if the company is you know been around for any time whatsoever um it, you know and I'm talking maybe months you know yeah. but um it's so regulated that that doesn't that doesn't happen anymore and the reason I think people are actually going the other way now because of COVID. Like COVID has kind of changed the way people think about network marketing, I think, um, at least now, because everyone can always use a second stream of income. I mean, COVID taught us that. Like you should probably have a plan B. So if you're passionate about something, you know, you're using a product, you're doing whatever, and you could actually make some money by turning around and just sharing that with your friends, um, it's not a bad idea. And then, you know, if your plan A falls through, look, you have your plan B, it's already kind of established, right? Um, for me, when I was looking at it, I was thinking, okay, you know, the pyramid, yes, people at the top um, that come in are, are obviously going to be the most advent, you know, it's going to be the most advantageous to them. Yeah. But the people that come in, you know, 20, 30, 100 people down the line, they still are creating their own pyramid. And so um, that's the cool thing is that you're at the top of your own pyramid, no matter where you start. And you can become and it's essentially like I always thought of it like a real estate broker. So you are the broker and then you have all these realtors out there selling houses and you make a um, overriding commission. They all make commission selling their houses, but no. you make an overriding commission for them doing the work. So um, for me, I always thought that was amazing because I had always want, wanted when I was in sales, my managers always told me I did not want to become a manager, but truly I always told them I wanted to become a manager. Um, and you know, the managers have to deal with all the red tape and the paperwork and, oh, yeah. and, um, and I didn't really like that part of things. Like I didn't like red tape and I, I don't, I don't necessarily, <laughs> I don't necessarily like to do things the way I'm told to do them. So all of my managers, wow. like, <laughs> steered me away from um, from that. Um, you know, somebody told me to sell something and I didn't believe in it. I'm not going to sell it, you know, so I'm not going to do anything that is, um, you know, not on the up and up or not that I think is the best decision for the person that I'm selling it to. And the great thing about network marketing is that typically you're not going to get into something that you aren't passionate about. And whatever reason you're passionate about it is probably because it's helping to change your life. And if it's helping to change your life, it's going to help change other people's lives as well when you introduce them to it. So, and for me with fashion, again, I'd always been into that. And I just know, like even today, you know, I was in kind of a weird spot today. I woke up, I was super tired. My back hurt. I was just like, I'm not feeling this day, but I knew I had to come on this podcast. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And I was like, I'm putting on my, some of my favorite pieces of clothing, even though no one will be able to see me, I am going to put them on because it's going to make me feel better. And I listened to some music and I put on, and I was in a completely different headspace because of it. And so, um, hopefully I answered your question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think you're right. I know, you know, I see it in a lot of, I don't know if you're in a lot of the women's groups, like on Facebook, but I see the, uh, there will actually be some people asking some questions sometimes. And then somebody will mention their, you know, network marketing and they're like, Oh, not you. And that always like rubs me, <laughs> just rubs me the wrong way. I'm like, 
you know, it doesn't matter if it's considered a network marketing or somebody started their business from scratch, even with network marketing, it, like you mentioned, it is, you know, your business, you're running your business. Yes. You may be getting, you know, the product from, you know, this company, but you're, you're managing your own clients, your own people. So it's still your business. You know, to me, it's not any different than say I have a, a boutique and, you know, I'm not sewing all the clothes. You know what I mean? It's right. not any different. So, I mean, to me, I, I just wonder, because I mean, I know, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I have had people creeping up in my DMs sometimes and they just like spray oh. this much. And I'm like, mm, right. you know, that we all have that feeling. But, and I think that's where people are kind of getting that negative connotation from. But that's just yes. bad salespeople. That has nothing to do with yes. the company. Well, or, or it's salespeople. Like a lot of times people that do well in network marketing aren't salespeople. It's yeah. one of the things that I kind of struggled with at the beginning um, because I I can convince you of something. Like I can do that. But yeah. what happens is if you convince somebody to do a business that they don't want to do, um, once they get in the business, they're not going to do anything. And so you're not going to have any success long term. You might have some short term success, but you aren't going to have success long term. And you are um, if you are always in people's face trying to sell them something that is a turnoff because nobody wants to be sold and everybody wants to buy, though. Like we all want to buy. We're always looking for buy. So if you're telling stories and you know, just telling your version of why the products or whatever it is, the company, you know, the people, the community, people are looking for different things. You know, people are going to join a business for different things. And, um, you know, the product is, is what it's all about. That's how the company survives is through the product. But if you're always putting that in people's face, like it's going to happen organically. And so I think that it gets a bad rap from people who are treating it like a sales job as opposed to just sharing what they love. Um, Because when you share what you love, you're just going to attract the people to buy it. And when you're trying to sell, you're actually repelling people away. Um, And I think, you know, it's just, it's a different mindset. And especially when a salesperson comes into it, um, it's a different mindset of, of, sales, you know, because it is still sales. I mean, ultimately it is. drives the company. If we don't sell our product, yeah. we won't survive. Absolutely. Well, I mean, anything technically, if you dig down to it is, is sales. So if there's an exchange of money, there's sales involved. So, I mean, I agree with you 100%. And, and you know, I, I'm a big believer in story, you know, driven marketing, story driven sales. And, you know, I preach that all the time. It's funny that you mentioned that just because yesterday, I, I get, you, you get stuff in your, like I mentioned in your DMs all the time. And I opened my Instagram and this poor guy, like he had written me two novels of, I don't even know what, I'll be honest. I don't know what I kind of skimmed it for a second and realized it was a big sales ad. I seen the word article and I just wrote back. I said, I don't know what this is. I'll be honest. I just skimmed this. What do you, what do you want? What are you needing? Are you, you sell articles? You know, what, what is this? And I was cooking supper. My kids are screaming at me while I'm in, you know what I mean? So I'm already just like, eh. you know, I'm just not feeling it already. Right. So, and he goes, yes, we sell articles, you know, or something like that. And I was like, okay, well, no, you know, thank you, but no, thank you. I'm not really interested. And, you know, he circled back with the, 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 you know, the usual sales rebuttal. Well, can I ask you why? You know, just like almost aggressive. And I was like, mm, I'm not feeling this again. I've got my kids like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I've already got like two and a half chips on each shoulder. And I'm like, dude, I said, no, thank you. You sent me this big ad without me, you know? So I was instantly like, oh, okay. I was like, listen, I said, you're super pushy. I said, you sent me this giant ad. I don't even know who you are. You don't even follow my Instagram account. So why are you hopping up in here anyway? You know, so I wrote this big long thing and, um, you know, and I said, you should have done this. And I was pretty much teaching him. Yeah. You know, I said, I said, listen, I said, I realized that you probably are told by whoever's training you to slap a bunch of stuff in people's DMs. And then you may hit a couple. I said, I'm, I'm going to, I'm the first to tell you that doesn't work. I said, that does not work. I said, is it, is it really worth annoying, you know, 999 people for that one person? That's like, right. okay, you know, because the rest of you, it's like, I am, I was annoyed. Like instantly you could have had the best thing out there ever that I needed more than anything. And right. I would have never known because I was instantly turned off by the way that you presented it. I said, so let me go ahead and give you some free advice. Number one, if you're going to ask somebody to buy something, so you have to create the relationship. I said, you don't follow my account. You don't, interact with anything on there. Why should I care about what you have? You know, that's step number one is get involved with the person because I don't think we think about the fact that the exchange of money is so personal. 
but yeah. it is, it is super personal. Right. You know, we're both moms. Anytime that we're not with our kids, we're literally, you know, selling hours of our life to be away for whatever given reason. Personal, that's personal. And yeah, sometimes it's wonderful because I don't have to be around my kids. That's another story for another day, but <laughs> I love them and sometimes I need a break. But I mean, right. no, seriously, that. but we're also selling hours of our lives. So the idea that somebody's just gonna like creepily just gonna be like, hey, you should give me some of your money. I'm like, no. You know, this is super personal. And it's it's like that analogy that people say about popping down on one knee and proposing marriage on a first date. You know, right. it's like it's the same equivalent. I'm like, no, take me out to dinner, date me, let me get to know you type of thing. And it's the same thing if you want to do business on, with someone. You know, you may have that odd person that finds out what you have and they need it so that they seek you out. And great, that's wonderful, whatever. But the rest of the time, you know, you need to be driving it with stories, driving it with your passion, but you also need to put yourself to where you're creating those relationships. And I love that you said that. And I mean, I'm not attacking sales. I love sales. I, like I said, I teach sales classes, but I'm usually the first person, the first sentence out of every class I've ever taught. The first sentence out of my mouth is, is I'll ask a question. I'll say, I'll say, so how many people have been in sales for a while? And you'll get up all the hands pretty much. And then I'll say, well, here's the first rule of sales. Stop selling. Yes. <laughs> and they all just kind of like, it's they true. Look, they look around like, well, what? I'm really confused right now. And I'm like, seriously, that's how you sell stuff is you stop selling. You do. And because people don't like feeling sold to. It's a no, feeling. They don't. And, you know, and I think people fall into the trap even more when they can hide behind the computer and do it. So it becomes actually worse. But you just have to pretend that you're in person. Like, you know, I I tend to not connect with people that I don't think that I could become friends with in real life, you know, um, and I will try to find a reason that I think I'm connecting with this person. You know, I could connect with them in real life and then I will connect with them and I will always, you know, find a reason or a common thread or something that I love and, um, and comment or whatever it is, just because you're right. If you feel sold to it's instantly, it's a turnoff. It doesn't matter what that person has. Um, it could be the best thing ever, but you're not going to know because you're already in the space where you can't receive it. Exactly. Um, so yes, absolutely. I, I, agree I, I love, I mean, I love that you said that because I think that's such an important, you know, message to send out there. Cause especially if, if you're just starting a business, uh, and, you know, whether it be network marketing or a different business, if you're first starting, obviously you're broke, you need the money. Right? <laughs> it's very tempting to just be like spraying and praying all these sales ads out there and just right. Like, right let's wait now but then it doesn't happen and i see people come to me all the time it's like i've been i've been doing so much and i'm just not making any money and i'm not sure what to do and you know i'll say well let me see what you're doing and nine times out of ten that's what they're they're just like spraying stuff out there like please 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 please, please you know type of thing and i'm like this just yeah. doesn't work it just and it has the opposite effect actually you know and i think that you know a lot of companies are teaching all their salespeople to do this. And yes, it's, it's actually not serving them very well. And I don't even think the companies know because this is kind of the old way of selling. It was, you know, the way that you used to be taught to sell. Right. But people are way more picky now. I mean, they like think about it. We're like people are like, oh, you know, it's it's uh, you know the attention's short. Well, the attention is short, but it's farther than that. People expect more because we can literally find anything now. Right. It's it not is. hard to find things. So, and, you know, I think people are are being taught things and they they then think that that is the proper way to do things. And it's corporations a lot of times, you know, that that that, you know, dole this out. They you know, they have it put down to these hourly workers and they make them do things that um, they would never do. You know, at the top, they would never treat people yeah. like that. But then, you know, it. it could at some point result in a sale um, and people buying their product or whatever it is. I think of this um, gym owner friend of mine who talked about the um, I won't use the I won't use the the you know the big box gym yeah. that was came to her gym because she's a small little like one owner you know one little location in little Hebron Kentucky you know she was having her classes and people are in there and they walk out and then there's an ad on their car for joining this big box gym and it's like 
really? Like that is such a slap in the face. And do you really think that these people that are in this little gym are going to think that that's a great idea that they're going to like, why is that a good place to market your business? And it just, it, so it puts a bad taste in your mouth about the company that did it. Um, and it puts a bad taste in your mouth just about the way that they do business. Like, um, it's just, and, and, but the person that did it probably, you know, they're just doing what they told that, what they were told. So you can't get really mad at the person that was putting all the flyers out, but that, that is a way now in their mind that they can go and steal other people's like steal somebody from somebody else to bring to theirs. It's like, no, again, it's back to that abundance mentality. Like there is plenty of people. There are plenty out there that you just need to find you know, the ones that don't have a home, the ones that are looking, you know, you don't go and steal somebody else's like, you know, there's plenty of people out there looking for what you've got. And, um, and you don't have to go stealing other people's um, stuff. Yeah. So that's just No, I agree. And, you know, I'm a, and I say this all the time. So people probably get tired of me saying it, but I'm a big believer in collaboration over competition. I don't really yes. believe in competition. I mean, we look like, we as in our company, we'll look at like online composite competition for positioning and stuff just to see how people are showing up for keywording and where we're losing clicks and stuff like that. But I don't look at that as true competition because I don't really believe true competition exists because if you're marketing, you know, things properly, no matter what it is, um, you are always putting your own flavor, your own secret sauce on it. So nobody else is you. So technically right. you have no competition. And, you know, I say that to people and they are kind of like, uh, I mean, but I stick to it. I have no problem. Somebody comes to me, no matter which, you know, business it is. And I, I can just tell them like, oh, you know, I'll see something or they'll say something. And one of my colleagues come to mind, I'm like, you know who this person would like mesh well with? Because they'll say something about their background or whatever. Right. And, and I push them on to somebody else, not because I couldn't help them because, I mean, I probably can, but because I know this person over here could help them so much more because they have so much in common because that's right. what it really takes to help people. No matter if, you know, no matter if it's just like helping them with their fashion or helping them with their finance or helping them with their marketing or helping them with whatever, there has to be that no like and trust factor for them to really go to the next level. And the way to create that is, is by personal interaction. So, yeah. you know, I think that's so important to, you know, to note. And that goes back into if you're doing the personal interaction, you're not being slimy, salesy, weird. So right. That's a winner, too. <laughs> right. And you're being your authentic self and yeah. being your authentic self is going to attract the people that you want anyway. And, um, you know, somebody I heard once told, you know, I don't remember who it was or else I would give them credit. But um Basically, what you need to think of is like you're telling a story to your ideal person. Your ideal person is typically yourself. It's typically who yeah. you're going to attract as yourself. So have that have that in mind. What are your pain? What were your pain points? What are your pain points? You know, and tell stories that would help fix those problems. And then that's going to attract the right people to you. Um, it's going to, you know, you'll find your people that way. And, you know, you like for busy moms, like don't hide that, you know, it's something I think that in this, um, maybe COVID has kind of helped this, but, you know, you would always hear people apologizing for their kids in the background or apologizing, you know, my kid's having a meltdown or whatever it is. You know, there's no need to apologize for that. Like embrace it. You know, your kid's having a meltdown. You are going to have to deal with it. And maybe you have to deal with it at the same time that you're working, you know, and you just have to roll with it and just be your authentic self and, um, embrace what what that looks like you can do you can pick your kid up and calm them down kind of like just holding them is calming them down and do whatever you're still doing at the same time um so and that, that was just an example that came to my head but no i think that's perfect and i think i mean i've been guilty of that too because you know i mentioned i have like a football team over there and one special needs and if kate's having a bad day he lets everybody know he's having a bad day and that's just how autism is you don't get to pick what mood they're in that day and you know it's kind of one of those things I was always somebody that and I still find myself doing it sometimes but I have to remind myself that you know my like perfect ideal clients 
and this is actually the same for any business that I have, are actually pretty well the same. They're laid back just like me. They're the person that's not going to care that there's a kid in the background because I never care if there's a kid in the background. I don't want that person that is so high on their horse that that's going to completely just annoy them and them not want to do business with me anyway. So to me, that's, <laughs> that's like a real clear indicator that we're probably not going to mess really well if this is going to annoy you. So you right. know, I always go back to that best definition of marketing. You know, when you're marketing yourself and your business, the best definition is you are pulling in your people. And at the same time, you're repelling the people that aren't for you. And that can be so hard because, you know, as much as I, you know, want to be that person that doesn't care what everybody thinks. And I even say, it, I'm like, I don't care what everybody thinks. I don't, I don't care. I do. You know, I do. Right. I want to not, you know, and I do better at it. I have, but I have to pep talk myself. I have to say, literally, Maria, you do not care what they think. They're not your people. And that's hard. And you have to remind yourself over and over that they're not your people. That's fine. They don't have to understand because they're not in your space. You know, so I think that that's important, you know, especially for moms out there that are juggling all the things or the dads. There are a few dads that I talk to that yeah. stay at home with the kids and they're trying to juggle all the things because it is it's a juggling act. And, you know, you're never going to get this like perfect 50 50 balance thing going on. It doesn't exist. That's a fairy tale. That's, it that's is. a unicorn. Doesn't happen. It's a lie. It's yeah. a lie. It is because I'm reading a book right now. It's called The One Thing by um, it's the one guy from Keller Williams. I can't remember if it, I think it's Gary Keller. I think that's his name. But anyway, um, he talks about how balance is a lie and how typically the magic happens um, not in the middle of whether it be life and work. If you are trying to separate those two, it happens in the extremes. And so if you're not fully focused on one or the other and just knowing that you have to put your full focus on one thing at a time, um, it's just it just allows you to get to those places where you're in that mode um, and trying to stay balanced between the two um, is really harder than focusing on one and then the other. It's just figuring out how to work your day in such a way that, um, you know, and for me, I found that getting up earlier, you know, I'm not a morning person, or at least I wasn't, um, but having kids and now trying to work a business, I have found that getting up early before anyone is awake and planning my day out and having my time, like I do a devotional every single morning and I plan my morning or I plan the rest of my day and I have some, you know, I do some affirmations. I have some, you know, things that I'm grateful for. I always say my top project for the day. You know, I just kind of prioritize things because, um, because I do want to be focused in the moment and, you know, trying to balance all the things at once just doesn't work. Like you really have to pick and choose and focus your energy and your time. Absolutely. And that can be hard, especially for a lot of, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, we have all the ideas. Right. All the ideas. Right. <laughs> and I have, I mean, I, I, you know, I have to keep a, it's, it's my brain dumb journal. Honestly, it goes in my brain. Anything comes in my head. I'll be like, Ooh, that'd be a great idea. Let me try that. And then I have to be like, no, Maria, let's write it down in the brain dump journal. Because if not, I get so like, I love starting new projects. It's I like a that. drug to me. It is like, yeah. a, and I know that, but here's the problem. You start a new project. You got like 15 half finished projects over here. And I know that right. that's the problem I have. So I have to keep myself kind of in line. And it used to kind of bug me. I'm like, why am I like that? Why am I like that? But like everything can be a gift or a curse, anything. It's, it's, it's a gift as long as I hone it in and say, nope, it goes in the brain dump journal until I'm done with this over here. And I have to do that. I have to keep myself accountable on those things. And I have a team, you know, I have some people that work with me. They also keep me accountable. They're like, why are you working on this, Maria? You're supposed to be working on I'm like, I know. Because I mean, I'm like everybody else, I fall off the wagon because I'll get something that'll be super exciting. And I love new projects. I do. I love them, yeah. love them, love them, love them. And I get super excited. And sometimes I don't listen to my own advice. But, you know, I think with anything, you have to define your focus, define what works for you, define, you know, that carve out that small amount of space where you can kind of reflect on 
you know, what your priorities are and what you need to do for the day, because if not, life can bog you down. And I love that you said, you you know, you get up early and that's your time. And I, you know, I've had to do that too. It really stinks. I am a morning person, but it really stinks that my kids are also complete morning people and they like, they get up before the sun. So getting up before them means I'm getting up in an odd godly hour. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, for me, it's worth it because I like to, I like to get my yoga done. I like to sit and think, I like to look at my list of what I want to get done and pick out just a couple of things because you know, like a lot of women, again, um, I tend to put way too much on my plate. Like I'll look at my to-do list sometimes and I have to ask myself, would you give this to-do list to one of your clients? And I know the answer. No, I would not. <laughs> right. It's so unattainable. What I have on the list is somehow I'm going to get done today in the middle of all the other things that, you know, I have to do for my kids and stuff. And so I'll have to ask myself, would I give that to a client? The answer is no, I rewrite my list. And I have to do that more often than I don't because, you know, I have this, this idea that I can get all these things done if all the moons and stars align, which I already know they're never going to right. like, ever. <laughs> but somehow I'm like, well, this time, maybe this time, if I do this, 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 skip all the bathroom breaks, don't eat anything all day, then maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe I can get this done. But then I just end up worn out and stressed out. And I'm not my best self for me, my kids, my husband, my clients, my, you know, co-worker, anybody. I'm not a good person at that point. Right. So over the top stressed out. So I have to keep myself in check. And I think that's important that you know what works for you. And I think anybody listening, you know, you need to figure that out. And, you know, Danielle can tell you what she does. I can tell you what I do. But really, you have to kind of figure it out for yourself. And yeah, yeah. kind of take some examples for other people and try it. But you have to really find something that fits, you know, for you because you can't take a square peg and shove it into a round hole. You know, no matter no. what you do, it's not going to fit. No, but I think that's the biggest thing to you know, to kind of mention here. I, I do want to kind of circle back to your business for people that want to yeah. know about what you're doing, you know, where to find you, what all you have. Let's go ahead and kind of give the shout outs to all those things. And that way people know exactly what you're doing. Okay. So I am, I partnered with a company called Savvy and we are, it's a lifestyle brand, but we are focused on athleisure clothing at the moment. So um, it's really cute stuff. It's very premium quality. It's probably similar to like a aloe, Lululemon, um, athleta type quality, but it's a little bit less on the price point. So um, we're sustainably sourced and which is something I really, I really believe in. And just our mission is what really drew me to the company, which is just to empower you to feel good about yourself and to be the best version of yourself um, and to embrace, you know, who you are, no matter what that looks like. Um, one of the things I love about it is that we take our clothing and we don't use mannequins to design it. We use real bodies. And yeah. so we are size inclusive, extra, extra small, all the way up to triple X. And we want you to come as you are. And um, it's spelled savvy with an I. Savvy means I know or we know, we understand, but we changed it to an I. And that's I know, I understand. So we are doing this basically so that people can come as they are, embrace themselves, figure out how to be the best version of themselves, and then move forward together. Like we're creating a community that wants to move forward together and do whatever it is that you want to do. So everybody has different goals in life. Everybody has different desires. Um, you know, some people, um, you know, might have financial goals. Some people have fitness goals. Some people just want the community and um, and that just feeling of togetherness, feeling like there's something, you know, more, more out there than just themselves. And so we are just trying to provide all of that and um, doing it through clothing. So I am absolutely loving it. Um, I I have like everybody that is a partner with Savvy, you get your own website and you get your own app. Um, we aren't officially launched as a company yet, but that doesn't mean that we're not fully functional as a company. So we are actively dropping new clothing every single week. Um, but if you go to check out my website, like you might see a lot of holes as far as inventory goes. Um, you know, we, we drop new pieces every single week with the intention of selling out. And yeah. so that's the genius of the business model, in my opinion, is to keep that fresh and exciting and people to come back to check it out. 
Um, but until we're fully launched, it can also be a little bit frustrating sometimes if people don't know that ahead of time and just go to the website to check it out because they'll see, oh, well, I want that, but they don't have it anymore. And so right now we're really working on developing our core line of products because once we do launch, we will have a core line of products and um, these Friend Friday drops will just be kind of trendier and hot pieces, different styles and different fun, um, more trendy, different things that we that we're dropping or super favorites in different colors, things like that. Okay, so where would they specifically follow you? Where are you the most active at? Where can they find out more about Danielle? And okay, yeah. So, um, okay, I have mostly, I'm on Facebook, um, which you can find me at Danielle Reinhardt. I think my maiden name, which is Bataglia, um, is also in there in parentheses. And I, my website is savvy.com and then it's just forward slash Danielle R. Um, So that is where you can find like my website to check out the clothing. Um, But my Facebook page is probably where I'm most active. I also... um, just recently uh, launched a um, a Facebook group page, I guess it is. It's more of a business page, I guess. Um, and it's called Getting Candid on Camera. And so I just go on there and drop, you know, definitely not all business related. Um, I just talk a lot and I show my clothing and things like that sometimes, but just my perspectives on life and, and different things like that. And, uh, you know, I'm also on Instagram um, at Savvy Candid on camera. And I am, I, I really am enjoying Clubhouse. I don't know. Have you been on Clubhouse? I, yeah, I am on Clubhouse. I actually like it too. And I'll be honest. Um, I, I do a room just for podcasters every Wednesday with another podcaster, uh, Sean Dustin of the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. And I was super hesitant. I was like, gosh, that's what, exactly what we need. We need another social media that I have right. to try to figure out because I'm in marketing. It's expected. I know all the things. And I don't. I actually, like even with Twitter, I hate Twitter. I'm sorry, Twitter. <laughs> Lots of people love Twitter. And it's actually great for some companies. We'll recommend it to for clients. And I have my Twitter specialist. That is not me. That will manage all that. It's just it's, I've never been able to get into it. But I am surprisingly loving Clubhouse. That was a shock. I, I was super surprised myself. I, I thought, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, it kept kept hearing I should be on it. And finally, I joined. And I was just like, oh, my goodness gracious. But um you can't get lost in there. I will say like, you know, you can go down the rabbit hole, but it is like a podcast. I mean, so podcasters would be a perfect place for that, but it is kind of like a podcast or a radio program where you can actually speak and interact. And, um, I've just found that some of the connections that I've made on there, um, have been amazing. Like we, I have this devotional group that we now are meeting every single Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. We meet in Clubhouse and it's a devotional for women, um, for moms. And we, it's at seven o'clock and we are on there for maybe 20, sometimes 25 minutes. Um, And we, you know, we do a devotional, we share, and then we go about our day and it's, it's a lot of fun. And, um, and it's really been fulfilling for me and has created friendships with people that I would have never, ever, you know, had the opportunity too. And I feel like through Clubhouse, you can make those connections a little bit more than you can on some of the other social media platforms because you're interacting. Um, You know, it's real time interaction as opposed to just, you know, sitting there typing or whatever and have people comment. What's your name on Clubhouse? Oh, good question. Let me look. I think it's because it's Savvy Candid on camera was too long. So I think it might just be Candid on camera. Let me look. It is Candid on camera. All right. I'll, I'll follow you too, but there you go. So if um, you were listening to Danielle, you can check out all of her different social media platforms. If you're on clubhouse, which a lot of my Android user friends are so mad. They're like, when are they going to do it for Android? I'm like, I know, oh, right? no, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's not up to me. <laughs> not I know they're working on it. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So if you have an iPhone or an iPad, I did have a couple of, um, people that own businesses, they had an Android phone and they decided to just get a tablet, like an iPad to just be able to do some stuff on. They said they had been thinking about getting a tablet anyway. So they just went and got an iPad so they could join Clubhouse also from their iPad. So 
that's yeah. a little extra for me. I don't know if I would buy an entire device randomly and be able to get on there, but it is good. I mean, I guess it depends on what your goals are. I could see it benefiting and paying for itself with, you know, some, depending on what you're doing, but. Yeah, because you can find an interest group for anything, really. You know, gotcha. there's, uh, you can find rooms. It's really strange how it works until you get used to it, but you can find a room about anything that you're interested in. And, yep. um, and when you follow people on there, you'll get notifications when they are in rooms and you can't find rooms until they're open. Yep. And so um, just the, I don't know, just how they're doing things on there. I, I really, I really think it's genius. I like it too. I've only got one negative with it. And that's mainly because of my child and not so much clubhouse, but you know, the notification will come up on your phone. My phone and my iPad are tied together. Cause I've, you know, I have Apple both. And she like, she was playing some game last night and she, this is the second time she's done this. She was playing some game last night on my iPad and it came out, the clubhouse thing came up, you know, the notification happened. She yep. clicked it. I didn't even know she's sitting on my bed in my bedroom. I'm finishing up supper and I came in and I hear somebody going, oh, did you get your mommy's phone? Did you? And I was like, this is the second time she was having a full conversation. We were on vacation back in, <laughs> was it December? She was, she was, I had a full conversation with one of my clients. Thank God he's an awesome guy. Full, full blown conversation when That's I was in. Amazing. And this time it was, it was somebody I had just met. It was another podcast. <laughs> for, and um, he had started a room and I guess it notified me and cause I just followed him not long ago. And um, so she said, yes, I heard, did you get your mommy's phone? And she's like, I'm playing a game. My name is Stella. I'm playing a game. And I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, so I, was I like, never oh, thought oh, about oh. that because, yeah, I mean, my daughter's <laughs> definitely clicked into rooms on accident before when she's had my phone, but um, she's never been yeah. on stage to yeah. be able to speak because you have to be on stage to be able well, to speak. I I'm new to meeting him and I'm another podcast. So he probably seen me pop in the room like, oh, Maria, I'll definitely talk. Podcasters love exactly. to talk. So it's like, add me. And then my daughter's like, hi. You know, I was just like, so he, I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm sure nobody came to your room to hear my kid talk. And I said, although that could be, you know, a way to kind of make some money. It's like, you know what? You'll sit and talk to my kid for 30 minutes so I can eat a hot meal. I'll pay you to do that. I'll pay you to talk to my kid for 30 minutes. <laughs> sit there and talk to him. Eat. I mean, all the questions and stories. Sure. That's, that's a, that's, that's, a, that's something that can be marketed. I feel like there's a, there's a market for that, but yeah, that's my only, that's the only negative that I yeah, see to that. But that's, again, that's more my kid problem and not so much clubhouse problem, but it's happened twice now. And I'm just lucky that both times it was semi-calm in my house because there's some moments in my household that are not calm yeah. at all. But I'm also pretty raw and real and authentic with who I am as a person. And I post lots of things that like, okay, today has been a rough day. So, you know, just disclaimer, if you're ever on clubhouse and you're like, it sounds like a war zone going on, that's just my house. We're all right. We'll be fine. Is how that is something they should take into advisement too. Like when they yeah. put you on stage, they should, it should automatically mute you because when you're put on stage, it automatically is unmuted, which I didn't realize until I got put on stage, but yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's how that goes. It was, um, it's been very interesting, but it's, you know what? I'm like, oh, oh well, it's, it's just how it goes. And again, if somebody gets offended by that, I'm like, I guess don't invite me to talk. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, about a 90, 10 percentage that it's going to be like me or my kid at this point. So, yeah. <laughs> but, well, it's been great having you on and Thank for, you for yeah, absolutely. Everybody listening, make sure you follow Danielle and check out um, Candid on camera on Clubhouse and, Make some friends. It's great on there. So until next time, Maria Daniels was successfully chaotic. I know you have questions. I don't have answers. Clearly no manners, baby. I, I know you want it better. Putting on the pressure. Cause pressure's gonna